Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's just a stupid balloon, and we can't handle that, huh? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. Jeez. A China balloon is just hanging over our country. Who the hell knows what's inside that thing? And we're just going to let it go. We're just going to let it fly. I just, I just heard this uh, this general, who quite frankly looks like um, that guy from I Dream of Genie, not Larry Hagman, but is uh, the, remember the the excitable uh, buddy of his. Those guys were in the Air Force. Air Force generals speak about this. Didn't say a damn thing other than it's from China. Uh, we're reviewing our options. It's maneuverable. Uh, and it's over North Dakota. It was over Montana. Now it's over North Dakota. Uh, <laughs> this isn't good, all right, uh, for a lot of reasons. Now, the Chinese say it's just a weather balloon. Yeah, right. uh, isn't what they always say whenever there's a UFO? It's just a weather balloon. Anyway, could be anything in this damn thing. My fear, actually, is this is a, <laughs> what's the phrase? A trial balloon. A trial balloon to see what the hell we would do. And what would we do? What are we doing? Um, Joe's talking about the economy and uh, running away from questions. Uh, The Pentagon looks totally ridiculous. Um, It's kind of humiliating for the country. Tony Blinken has called off his trip. That'll show the Chinese. I'm not going there anymore. They wouldn't have tried this with Trump. They wouldn't even have tried it. You want to know why this is happening? Why we have been so reduced on the world stage? It's because of Afghanistan. It's what happened there. And to a lesser extent, the green light we gave Russia to invade Ukraine. How do we feel now about a woke military, huh? Our woke military uh, won't or can't shoot down this thing? Is that what you're telling me? Can't, Can't shoot it down? But it sure the hell knows a lot more about diversity, equity, and inclusion than it did a year ago or two years ago, right? Um, General Milley, he's got a passion for critical race theory. He's got a passion for understanding his white rage. Too bad he doesn't have a passion for taking out um, Chinese military hardware that is over the United States, the continental United States, right now, at this moment. And that trial balloon, this is no joke. There's something called an electronic, what is it? Electromagnetic pulse bomb, an EMP. An EMP. I got to tell you, I'm sorry to do this to you because when I first learned of this thing, quite frankly, it gave me nightmares. And uh, it might just give you a few bad dreams too. So an electromagnetic pulse bomb is about the size of a Volkswagen. Um, intelligence reports have indicated they could be as small as a microwave. 
And what do you do with these things? Well, it's funny that the damn balloon is over North Dakota right now because that is the dead center of the continental United States. It's the dead center of actually North America, if you count. That's it. That's If you detonate an EMP over North Dakota, you know what's going to happen? Your phone is going to stop working. Your microwave is going to start stop working. Any electronics in your car, I don't care if you're in Montauk, Long Island, an EMP detonated over North Dakota will screw up your life. You won't have phone. You won't have Internet. You won't be able to turn on the television. The buildings will still be there. People will still be alive. It's not a weapon that takes out uh, human life, but it brings us right back to the Stone Age. Can you imagine that? If all of the circuits were fried everywhere, <laughs> how long would it take before uh, we're full-on animals? Full-on animals. Grocery store, <laughs> everything. everything. I can't, it's hard to conceive what life would look like or what, would, what it would be, how we could ever possibly recover. Now, Iran is very big into the EMP, the electromagnetic pulse bomb. And the whole point, you know, actually the thing that I thought, okay, well, you know, they're not going to be able to get it over the continental United States because we defend the continental United States, right? I guess not anymore. I guess not. And why is that? Hey, Rich, why are we tiptoeing around? Why are we tiptoeing around China? Why? Well, Joe Biden is particularly fond of China, isn't he? And Hunter Biden did all kinds of business over there, didn't he? Uh, and here's some proof. Do we have the proof ready? Okay, here's Joe Biden over the years just singing the praises of China. Uh, they are not our friends. Oh, man, it's amazing. A fourth grader knows more about the world than Joe Biden. Um, well, then again, he's compromised. He's owned. He is owned by them, and they know it. Go ahead and roll it. China is not our enemy. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. China is a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. We want to see China rise. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks. But guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, not they're competition for us. China's not our problem. We can help them with some of their problems. China's not a problem. The idea that China is going to eat our lunch is bizarre. And so, what are we what are we worried about? We talk about China as our competitor. We should be helping. Do you think, in retrospect, that you were naive about China? No. That creepy music really drives it home, huh? Robert Gates, the former defense secretary under George W. Bush and Barack Obama, said publicly that uh, Joe Biden has been wrong about every national security issue over the past 50 years. Every single one. He's gotten wrong. Is he suddenly going to rise to the moment, rise to the occasion? No, <laughs> obviously not. Uh, this is a this is a real pickle we're in. You know, all those idiots down there in Washington, mostly, uh, and the ones in the media, all the foolish crap that they focus on, all of the silly optics of this, that, and the other thing. 
This is real. This is kind of life and death. This is our national survival. And Trump mean-tweeted somebody, right? What did Trump do that was so bad, huh? He called somebody horse-faced once. Who cares? China wouldn't mess with him, and neither would Russia. And everybody basically knows it. And everybody, I'm hearing that everybody, I've got, um, it's funny, as my, um, as my, as my influence grows, which it is, as my Twitter following, as my show, the book, you know what's kind of cool? My phone is ringing. All kinds of interesting people have been calling me lately. Hey, uh, did you hear about this? And I'm like, ooh, are you really? Now, some of it I already heard of, but it's very interesting to hear it from the people I'm hearing it from. Who are saying to me that Joe Biden is owned by the Chinese. That they've got stuff on him. That the Chinese have stuff on a lot of members of Congress. Uh, It's part of their plan for global domination. Joe Biden was just saying they're good people. Um, uh, Where are they? Um, Where are they? Because the party over there is, you know, dominant. The Chinese Communist Party, it's all about them. He wasn't really saying, uh, we like the people, but we don't like the government. He wasn't trying that line, right? It was all, all together. Even the genocidal campaign against the Uyghurs and against their own people, and they think nothing of... We haven't gotten to the bottom of the, of the virus yet. I wouldn't put it past them that they did it on purpose. Remember when... Uh, Donald Trump came out and said, it was China's fault. It was China. And don't you forget it. And they're going to pay a big price. It was China's fault. And what does the other guy sound like, please? What does the other guy sound like? You know who he was. said this is just a weather balloon that has veered off course. Why is the Pentagon convinced that this is a surveillance balloon? And then... Can you give us a little bit more on the status of the balloon? You said it's in the central of the uh, cent- central U.S. What state? Do you have any guidance for people as they see this balloon or they're trying to photograph it or maybe try and interfere with it? Sure. Uh, thanks, Tara. Uh, so, first of all, we are aware of the PRC's statement. Um, however, the fact is uh, we know that it's a surveillance balloon, uh, and I'm not going to be able to be more specific than that. Uh, we do know that the balloon has violated U.S. airspace and international law, you think? Uh, which is unacceptable. And so we've conveyed this unacceptable. directly to hey, the stop. PRC. Is that what, that's what uh, oh, de Blasio used to say. The worst atrocity, that's unacceptable. Oh, that's unacceptable. A police officer was shot. That's unacceptable. It's like a fourth, grader, a fourth grade teacher who's slightly annoyed with the second grade uh, class. That's unacceptable, children. Keep going. Multiple levels. Uh, and in terms of specific locations, uh, I'm not going to be able to go into specific locations again, other than to say it's moving. Hey, eastward. why not? We're, we're telling the whole world where we're yeah, sending those tanks. Well, just a quick uh, as people start to see the balloon, do you have any guidance for should they try not to interfere, not photograph? Uh, so the balloon is currently assessed to be at about 60,000 feet. So, again, well above uh, the, the range of civilian air traffic or where civilian uh, air traffic would normally fly. Um, uh, certainly aware that there are cameras, uh, you know, civilian-owned commercial cameras that could spot this balloon. Um, in, in terms of um, 
guidance to folks again. This is something that NORAD is closely monitoring. Uh, we do assess at this time that it does not pose a physical threat, as I mentioned, uh, to people on the ground. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Hey, NORAD. Jennifer. Thanks a lot, NORAD. NORAD. What the hell are they good for? That's the Defense Command. NORAD. What the hell does that stand for again? The North American Aerospace Defense Command. Well, there's a... These are the same people who spend all that time and all that PR on tracking Santa around Christmas time. Uh, I'm, I'm told that there's enormous pressure within the military committee, uh, community rather, for the head of NORAD to resign. Uh, you can't let this happen. You can't allow this to happen without taking decisive action. And right now, I saw Joe Biden today. He spoke about inflation. And he spoke about jobs and he claimed credit where no credit is due. And he walked out of the room as the country desperately sought answers for this national security threat. It is. It's a trial balloon for something much worse. And look at how pathetic the reaction is. I'll be back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Three years ago today, three years ago today, uh, baby Annalise, my oldest daughter, was born. Three years ago today. Wow. February 3rd, 2020. It was just before COVID. Trump was president. Um, My show on Newsmax had started only two weeks before. Man, a lot's happened over the past uh, three years, an eventful three years. She is growing up wonderfully, and now she has a little sister, Madeline, who is... um, one year and two months, just starting to kind of walk. Uh, I was hoping that might happen a little bit earlier, but that's all good. It's all great. It's all beautiful. You want to hear what my, uh, this is my older one. Here she is with her grandmother. Just got out of a pool, and she's a little bit scared of the lizards. And then she sends a beautiful message um, to her parents and her little sister. All right? So uh, this is this is from a couple of weeks back. She was hanging with the grandparents at a pool, all right, go ahead and play that, please. Hello, little Miss Annalise. Did you have a good time in the water? Yeah. Yeah? There's no, there's no lizards. Don't worry. Say hello to Mommy. Hello, Mommy. <laughs> hello, Daddy. Hello, Marilyn. Yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that nice, huh? She said, say hello, Mommy. And she didn't forget me. She just threw me in on her own, uh, her own initiative. And your little sister there, too. It's a beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing. I love it. I love it. Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, uh, the, we know the laptop is Hunter's, right? We know it's his. His lawyers. This is this is corruption, again, all over again. His lawyers are sending letters to uh, the IRS and the Department of Justice demanding that people get investigated. And the, the, the lawyer, his name is Abby Lowell. He's a big shot lawyer. I think he handled Bill Clinton a while back. He may even have represented Ivanka, Ivanka Trump at one point. But he's like, you know, one of those super lawyers, charges $2,000 an hour. And 
he writes a letter to the IRS saying, Hello, I represent Hunter Biden, and you should engage in an investigation against the Marco Polo Group, whose sole member and owner is Garrett Ziegler. I'm paraphrasing, but it said that. I had I showed the letter last night on the show. It says, I am the lawyer for Hunter Biden. Obviously, everybody knows that's the son of the president, right? He's writing to the IRS saying that some private citizen should be investigated, should have his tax-exempt status looked at, because he's got a 501c3. Um, uh, because what's their problem? What do they do wrong? Uh, they put the Hunter Biden laptop online. Uh, they made some interesting discoveries inside it. You know, it's a free country. You're allowed to do things like that. And especially when corporate media won't, you need people like this out there. So the son of the president is telling the IRS to revoke his uh, tax-exempt status and do who the hell knows what. He also wants to get our friend Rudy Giuliani in trouble. They specifically asked for an investigation of them. That poor guy who runs the uh, computer shop, the one who turned it over to the Department of Justice initially, and when they covered it up, he realized, i got to do something with this. Now they're getting on his case. He illegally accessed the material inside the laptop, which they're still trying to somehow maintain is not Hunter Biden's laptop. You want to hear somebody lying? Here we go. Cut 29, please. Hunter Biden on his laptop. Cut 29. Was that your laptop? For real? I don't know. I know, but, but you know that this I is... I really a... don't know okay. what the answer is. That's you don't know yes answer. or no if the laptop was yours? I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours? Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was, the, that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. And you, you didn't drop off a laptop to no. be repaired no. in Delaware? Not no. that I remember at all. <laughs> at all. So... We'll see. It's been hanging around the old man a lot, right? That's a lot of deception right there. I don't know. It could be, certainly. <laughs> I have no idea. Certainly it could be mine. And then it could be the Russians. It could be It could be from Belgium. It could be uh, somebody stole it from me. It could be I never saw it before. I could have done it. I not. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. How about that? This guy has the nerve to accuse people of defaming him. Did you see the show last night? I showed how he, uh, you know, went nude, skinny dipping with... Uh, his brother's wife, and his brother's wife's sister. How can you defame yourself? How can he be defamed any more than he's defamed himself? Hmm? Um, he's a degenerate. I'm sorry. And now he's going after Tucker Carlson. Tucker said that I received money when I didn't. It was a... He's a punk. And we're allowed to say that. It's a free country for the moment. Be right back. Greg Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hmm. Hey, that John Boyd is one hell of an actor, isn't he? Uh, he did something really nice for Newsmax. I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, let's go to Frank in Ronkonkoma. Frank, hi. How you doing, Greg? Uh, I called you last week. I, I'm the guy that, that thought I worked with your uncle, but, th- but that's not why I'm calling today. I just want to comment on I, – I saw your show last night. Yeah. And I want to comment on the House Speaker McCarthy when he was asked about the cop that shot Ashley Babbitt, and he said he was doing his job. This guy McCarthy is a, is a dirtbag. I mean, how can you say something like that? I could see right away that 
all he wanted to be was the house speaker. But that's terrible what he said. He really ticked me off. Uh, and, me too. Uh, that's why I played I, the clip. I, uh, hopefully that I you, you picked up on that, right? I, I'm, 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 I This is crazy. That guy murdered her. That cop murdered her. You'd be surprised. Here's Kevin. Here's what you're talking about. Cut 35, please. Cut 35. One of the first things Marjorie Taylor Greene said from the oversight dais was that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered? Or do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. Yeah, that's really uh, a horrible thing to say. And as you know, I was uh, very skeptical of uh, McCarthy before he got the job. And then he got the job and he was doing, actually, he said and did some things that I liked. Uh, you're not going to like everything, and this is a bad one. This is really bad. This is the guy who's in a position to do something about it. You know, the Capitol Police, they work for the members of Congress. The members of Congress don't work for the Capitol Police. And I don't think Speaker McCarthy seems to understand that. He's probably intimidated by the badge and the gun. I've seen that happen before. Uh, these guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, um, what's your name again? Frank, you're, I'm, getting, I'm getting all fired up all over again about it. Um. Yeah. What do we do about this? What do we do about it? Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. How about those three cops? Did you see those three cops I showed you that walked away just before she got shot? Hey, where did they go? I'm all angry and he's gone. Yeah, there you are. Did you see those three cops? Yes. All right. Frank, uh, thanks for reminding me. And uh, maybe I should make that a campaign. I'm surprised. Some of the members that I like even, I've talked to them about Ashley Babbitt, and they're like, well... I'm like, what? Well, you make it happen. Call for, you know, (laughs) you can't have a guy like that walking around with a gun. You can't have it. Uh, Thanks, Frank. I agree with you. Um, Maybe I wouldn't call him a dirtbag, but I'd call him, uh, I don't know. It's really bad. Bad what happened. Marianne in Philadelphia. Hello. How are you, dear? Fine. Thank you. Great. Listen, um, I have wanted to talk to you about um, uh, your Possibly going to be a moderator. Yes, in one of the uh, debates. Anderson. Yes, Anderson Cooper. It's a, real, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a trial balloon. People are talking about it. Vanity Fair wrote it up. Uh, uh, it could happen. Anderson Cooper and me moderating debates. Huh? Well, you are a truth teller, and you're very quick. So I would let. Anderson Cooper go first and let him ask the first question and then this way you can counter how can I say counter punch it in the right direction and therefore get a more truthful progress uh, positive debate in our favor you know well what listen here, we'll see what happens but look it's not about the question it's, I don't think it's about the question. It's about the topics. I would be a different type of person on that debate stage. I would. If I were debating, if I were uh, moderating a debate, my big issue would be to make sure that both sides got equal time. And the question isn't even that important. I would, I would, I would just, to- it's topics that are important. And the last thing in the world I'm going to do is go around fact-checking people. I'm just not going to do I wouldn't do it. That's disastrous. That is a totally, remember when Candy Crowley did it to Mitt Romney and Mitt Romney just took it and walked backstage like a loser. But uh, no, thank you, Marianne, for the suggestion. I'll think about it. It's a ways off if it happens, you know. Greg. Yeah. 
I have more about that balloon going around. Sure. All right. You're thinking that it's possible there could be possibly an EMT in there? Uh, I understand Dr. Peter Pry passed away, but George Norrie has coast to coast at 12 o'clock at night till like five in the morning. And he interviewed a man named David Adair. And he was friendly, very close friends with Dr. Peter Pry. And he said that he would help him strengthen the grid for nothing. It's that important to him. All right. I have to be honest. I don't know who those people are. David Adair. Yeah, is his name. You might want to All look right. him up. And he do it for free. What What is it that he does? Who is this guy? Oh, he's 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 like Dr. Peter Pry. Oh, uh, okay. He, he's like Dr. Peter Pry. He said he worked with Dr. Peter Pry. Well, okay. Say no more. No, I don't. I'm. I'm I, all right. Uh, what time is this show on? This no. This was on in. 2017. Oh, a while back. All right. There's also Frank Gaffney. This guy's very good on this issue. Um, you know, if he's really serious about it, I think he's got to, you know, uh, it's not necessarily a suggestion on talk radio. He's got to be talking to, I don't know. This You heard this on the radio? Yeah, but Frank Gaffney might know him. Yeah, David Frank Gaffney is the real deal. He's the one who told me about the EMP, by the way. Marianne, I appreciate it very much. Uh, there's a couple of other things going on other than the balloon. I'll come back to the balloon. Um, just <laughs> the Elon Omar thing. Did you see my uh, breakdown of, of, of her antics and all that stuff? Uh, let's see. She is uh, just convinced that she was kicked off the Foreign Affairs Committee because she's from, where is she from anyway from? I don't even know. I think she's Angola or something like that. She's from somewhere in Africa. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's not. It's not crucial. I mean, she thinks it's like really, really interesting. It's not interesting. Cut 23, please. Cut 23. I am Muslim. I am an immigrant. And interestingly, from Africa. Interestingly. If I met Elon Omer, that, I, that would be... If you tell me you're from Africa, uh, or if you tell me you're from South America or Europe or Montana, it's interesting for eight seconds. And then it's like, okay, now what? Now what do you want to talk about? I mean, quite frankly, if I met a cab driver from Nigeria, i probably have some questions for him. Sometimes, if I'm in the mood, what's it like? Tell me about Lagos. How often do you get back there? Do you fly direct or do you go through Frankfurt? You know, questions like that. But it's just not a big deal. That's not why you were kicked off. You were kicked off the committee, um, Elon, because you're a raging anti-Semite and 9-11 makes you giggle. And you're not to be trusted because of those reasons. But you being you, you want to make it a big deal and... Try to pretend it's about something else. Let's see here. Cut 20. It is no accident that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. Mm, yeah. Um, you know who gave us that idea that he might be a secret Muslim? Barack Obama did. Now, I'm going to say again, I made it clear we could have a Muslim president someday. I mean, what? Um, I prefer a Muslim than an atheist, quite frankly. But anyway, um, it's the secretive part that I don't like. Shouldn't be a secret Christian or a secret Jew or a secret, you know, not when you're running for president. And this is what gave a lot of people the idea, well, this and a lot of other things, his books included, 
Where's that part? Where do I have him? Uh, oh, this is Obama in September of 2008, talking to George Stephanopoulos. Listen closely. Cut 21. What I was suggesting, you, you are absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith, and you're absolutely right that that has not Christian come faith. Uh, my, my Christian faith. And, well, what I'm saying is he hasn't it's suggested that I'm, right. I'm, that I'm uh, a Muslim. Wow. He just said out loud he's a Muslim. He said, he said it out loud. Cut 21 one more time. You see, George Stephanopoulos corrects him. What I was suggesting, you're absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith. And you're absolutely right that that has not Christian come faith. My, my Christian faith. And, well, what I'm saying is he hasn't it's suggested that I'm, right. that I'm, that I'm uh, a Muslim. <laughs> just, uh, this is why. This is why. But Elon Omar thinks it's just because, uh, uh, what is it? Cut 19. This is what this debate is about, Madam Speaker. There is this idea that you are a suspect if you are an immigrant or if you are from certain parts of the world or a certain skin tone or a Muslim. Yeah, no, that's actually not the case. That's not the case. Illegal immigrants, we got a problem with that, of course. I went through it last night, actually. Some of my favorite people in the MAGA movement happen to be um, people who are born in other countries with a different skin color than mine. Harmy Dillon, you know her? Very smart lawyer out of California. Unfortunately, she lost her bid to become Republican national chair, but she had a lot of support in the MAGA world. We are through with Ronna McDaniel. Uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, Ted Cruz, I pointed him out. He's... Uh, uh, he's from Canada. You see, there are, she's always playing the race card, and there's it, it doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't. Nobody and the the Muslim card. Let's see here. Uh, there's the other thing that she's a false accusation. Uh, cut twenty two. It is no accident that former President Donald Trump Yay! led a birther movement that huh? falsely claimed he was born in Kenya, because to them falsely labeling the first and only president of the United States of America, a Muslim and African immigrant, somehow made him less American. Um, no, it would have made him less honest, but here's where that came from. Hillary Clinton. You got a beef? Go to Hillary. Go see Hillary and her friend Sidney Blumenthal, former reporter for The New York Times, Hillary Clinton and Sidney Blumenthal in 2007 and 2008 were actively pushing the idea, the notion, the theory that Barack Obama uh, was from Kenya. Now, what was happening then? She was running against him for president. Where was Donald Trump? He was on The Apprentice, minding his own business. <laughs> Literally minding his own business. Uh, that's on Hillary. And then it's also a little bit on Obama. Yes, Obama actually encouraged the questions about his origin because he thought it helped him politically. Look, he knew he was born in Hawaii. I believe he was born in Hawaii. But he confused the issue on purpose, I believe. Because, uh, let's see here, in 2008, during the campaign, he said, all right, I will put out my birth certificate. And uh, he puts out a document, and he claims that it's his birth certificate. I remember it, and I found it last night. It's it's not really a birth certificate. It's something, when you go to the Hall of Records and you ask to see your birth certificate, 
My understanding is this. They will produce a, a, a form that says your birth certificate is on file if you don't have your actual birth certificate. They'll give you a, a, a – because what he released in 2008 had modern font. I could tell it was printed on a computer. So I was like, huh. I mean, not that I was asking for the birth certificate, but this does not put the issue to bed. And I don't think he wanted it put to bed because it worked for him politically. Made him seem like a victim. Oh, look at this. Look at the crazy right wing. They're coming at me. They're questioning all of us. But he he facilitated that. He's a really crafty guy. And then it wasn't until 2011 that he put out the genuine article. And you can tell it was written on a typewriter, circa 1961. That's the I think that's the year he was born. Anyway, uh, let's see. Where else did you say? Ah, this is the other thing. Uh, cut 24. Everyone's giving her a hard time. She's being threatened. She's being threatened. Cut 24. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Targeted. Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Uh, i got to be honest. One of the coolest things that ever happened to me was when uh, some guy was sending in death threats to the TV station, and I got round-the-clock security. It was so great. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm, number one, everybody was very sympathetic. Uh, I had 24-7 security for about uh, four days, and it was pretty cool while it lasted. I could see how that could be a pain after a while. Um, but it was it's, – it's, <laughs> you just you feel like a big shot. <laughs> And these members of Congress, why do you think they went into Congress? Why do you think they went into politics? They want to be big shots. And they're all now bragging all the time about all the death threats. Oh, I had 15 death threats last month. I had 16 death And it's all on Trump, right? That's the other thing. That's that's. Uh, let me see if there's more here. Uh, cut 25. Cut 25. They see me. Oh, screw it. Pop- I'm getting sick of her. Uh, her friends came to her rescue. Cut 27. Cut 27. This is Rashid Tlaib. Uh, she's from Michigan. Go ahead. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, the I gentlewoman's so time sorry, has expired. That our country is failing you today. <laughs> this chamber. <laughs> she's breaking the rules. They told her to be quiet. She's still talking. Uh, that's another one to keep your eye on. I do not trust her either. Rashid Tlaib. And you know who kisses her butt? Joe Biden. Uh, she's another uh, anti-Semite. And, um, uh, oh, gosh, she's bad news. Let's see here. Oh, an AOC showed up. Okay. Hey, there's this is, this is fun for her to be outraged, to be indignant. And she laid it on pretty thick yesterday. Cut 28. Don't tell me that this is about an a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. You see, she's bragging about her life being threatened again. It's a very it's a very cool thing. It's a status symbol. And there she is. It's don't, that's, uh, what, that's what we called 
Humble bragging and fake outrage. You can make a living out of it. I'll be right back. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's PriorityGoldGuide.com. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And the balloon is going to be around for a couple of days. How long is it going to be around, General? A few days. (laughs) We're evaluating our options as it hangs around for a few more days. A few more days is going to be over Boston. (laughs) It will just have gone from Alaska all the way to Boston. Not by way of Canada. Oh, by the way, <laughs> came avoided Canada. I think came right. Oh, boy. Uh, there are some hilarious memes. I mean, some really good content. People are great. People are so funny. You know, Pete Buttigieg, that stupid uh, secretary of transportation we have. They, somebody took the balloon and put a little swing, a swing set underneath it, and put Pete and his husband on that swing. <laughs> it's just really funny. Let's see. What's another one? Oh, who remembers when Joe Biden and uh, Jill put out that phony pictures and they're decorating the tree, you know, just like uh, regular folks decorating the Christmas tree? There's one where the the decorations, the ornaments are all in the shape of the uh, balloon <laughs> with that little antenna thing at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> here's one, a balloon, and it says, Happy Valentine's Day, Eric Love Fang Fang. <laughs> Eric Swalwell. Great stuff. People are fantastic. Um, uh, let's try. Who's been on hold for a long Hold on. Um, uh, sorry about this. All right. No, uh, Tony in Clifton. Hi. Friend Gray. How is that book sales coming along? I'm working my ass off trying to sell the thing. Thanks for bringing it up. Did you buy your copy? I didn't, but I will be getting my library. <laughs> you know what? Copy. You know what? I am tempted to hang up on you for crying out loud. I mean, I'm taking it personal. I you, I take your calls like crazy. Uh, you know, Tony, I'm, I can't. Be- I'm so disappointed, to be honest. I thought you were a real fan. I need you to listen sometime. But what? what, what, what but, 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 but I need you to read my book. Thanks a lot. The, listen. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Just well, okay. Go ahead. What's up? I wanted to tell you something really spiritual, and then I wanted to, to give you some comments. Well, you got uh-huh. 45 seconds, so make the most of them. Number one, I think, you know, when I watch you and your show, you really have a gift, which the Bible calls the gift of discernment. You could pinpoint things pretty quickly and put them together and then give examples of those for those who need them. And you do that on TV every night and you help us to pick up concepts and even things about people like we've talked about our Mayor Adams, who's useless. So I want you to know that that gift of discerning is a gift that you can use to sort of maybe help some of the Americans who need it, you know, to learn and expand their horizons. That was number one. Number two. I love it. I'm so I feel so guilty for almost having hung up on you for so greedily and selfishly insisting that you buy my book. What a beautiful thing to say. All right. Keep going. Thank you. 
training. You've got a few Excuse more seconds. Training. What's up? So the other thing is on Ilhan Omar, who's from Somalia, by the way. If you look at her history, um, she sponsored a bill, which is, you could read whatever she sponsored, that the United States should have nothing to do with uh, military funds in Somalia and Iran. And so how more... How more bad can you get than that? No matter what. No, she's a radical nitwit. Um, you can be a she's radical. A radical. N- she's a radical nitwit, and um, we don't like her because of her ideas. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's from uh, that country you just mentioned. And it just uh, we don't care. It's it's her ideas, and that's what she doesn't get. She doesn't get that about America. Thank you so much, Tony. I'll be back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The balloon is still airborne. The China balloon. It's China's fault. What are they doing, huh? Do not poke this tiger. Although we got a lame cat as president, right? I mean, we got Joe Biden. Uh, Push over in Afghanistan. Push over. uh, Told Russia, do what you're going to do. I guess he's got to do something. He's weak. He's a liar. He's compromised. Hunter. All kinds of entanglements with China. Uh, a guy who runs around bragging about how much time he spent with President Xi. Is that, uh, is that in our interests? I don't, I don't know. It might be good for him. Uh, good for the rest of us? I, I, I don't think so. I, I just don't think so. Um, the other thing I wanted to play for you is... Ah, I got to do this for Newsmax. My, um, my home for television. Uh, John Voigt, amazing actor. You know we're being hassled by AT&T's DirecTV, right? They just kicked us off 13 million TV sets. How dare they? Because we're conservative, huh? Uh, they say it's about money. No, it's not about money. It's about freedom of speech. And here's John Voigt coming to our aid. Uh, love this guy. Cut 32. My fellow Americans, I come to you with only love and truths. Something that is missing from our chief in office. He's a liar, a cheat, a deceit. My friends, we all love truths and good news. And that's what Newsmax brought to us. We were able to, to rely on truths. Now the left are taking it down. So we, the people of America, should not be able to feel safe and see truths. Well, my friends, let us speak up now. Let us take our freedom of speech back our greatest asset in the land of the free, the freedom of one's right to be and to see the lies put upon this country. Amazing man. An an A-list actor, by the way. Conservative, speaking like that. You know, a lot of guys in Hollywood, you know, you can't do that. Very, very brave. Once a decade, once every 20 years. Who, Who conservative out of Hollywood? Ronald Reagan... Charlton Heston and John Voight. I can't think of any others. I mean, I know Adam Carolla does his thing, but um, it's a little bit different. But Adam has got a great podcast, by the way. That guy's uh, that guy's on fire. Uh, good for him. All right, so I want to hear this general, uh, general. What the hell is his name? Ryder. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I'll tell you that in a second. Do me a favor. Cut one, please. I didn't come to Congress. No, 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 no. Cut one of the general, one of the three. Uh, You said that this is uh, violating our airspace, so why not take it down? Yeah, so, uh, you know, clearly as we assess options, 
um, and considering the, the size of the payload on this, uh, looking at the potential for debris uh, and the impact on civilians on the ground or property damage, again, uh, running through the, the various factors and looking at uh, in terms of does it pose a potential risk uh, to people while in the air. And right now, as I mentioned, we, we assess that it does not pose a risk to people on the ground as it currently is traversing the continental United States. And so out of an abundance of caution, uh, cognizant of the potential impact to civilians on the ground uh, from a debris field, uh, right now we're going to continue to monitor and review options. Oh, brother. Uh, you said an abundance of wussiness. <laughs> I was watching this guy. Uh, that's a lot of crap, by the way. They could pulverize this thing and or they could shoot a couple of holes in it. And so it will float. It'll float down to the earth. I'd like to see it. You could do it that way. Uh, this guy is... Uh, I was I actually had Fox on, and Harris Faulkner watches the whole press conference. She's really good, by the way. And right after it, she goes, uh, uh, what is "Speaking of balloons, that guy is full of hot air." It was it was pretty good. Delivered much better by Harris. All right, can I hear the next clip, please? You know the balloon classified. Uh- Phil, right now, uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. Uh, I, as I mentioned right now, it's over the center of the continental United States. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But I understand it might be inconvenient, but does the public not have a right to know? If uh, the, the public certainly has the ability to look up in the sky and, and see where the balloon is. You guys should be telling people where the hell the balloon is. Wow. They don't respect us, the people, the people who pay them, the be- the deep state. Who is this guy? General Pat Ryder, a one star, going out and telling, uh, it's funny, they talk about tactics and procedures all the time. The tanks will be leaving, the 31 tanks for Ukraine will be leaving this morning at 0800 hours. They will be on ships and they will arrive at Poland in three weeks where they will be joined by our training crews, all that stuff. Everything about Ukraine. I get the TikTok, the Patriot missile systems, all that stuff, everything. When they are, where they are. But a balloon over our own country that's from China. I'm sorry, that's classified. No, this is not cutting it. We have another one? Yeah, let me hear that one, please. Of the PRC's statement. First of all, we are aware of the PRC's statement. Um, however, the fact is uh, we know that it's a surveillance balloon, uh, and I'm not going to be able to be more specific than that. Uh, we do know that the balloon has violated U.S. airspace and international law, uh, which is unacceptable. And so we've conveyed this directly to the PRC at multiple levels. Uh, and in terms of specific locations, uh, I'm not going to be able to go into specific locations again, other than to say it's moving eastward at this time. Not going to be it. Why not? Why not? It's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable to us. Now, apparently, it went up all the way to Joe Biden. The choice about shooting it down. They went up. The military wanted the. They went all the way to him, and he said, "No, don't do it." Could it have something to do with how tight he is with China and President Xi and all those stupid walks they went on together, holding hands and talking about uh, Hunter and who the hell knows what, laughing about money? 
Actually, they're laughing at us big time. They're so much smarter in so many ways, quite frankly. I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, <laughs> Joe Biden, do you think he's any adversary? For uh, you think he can hold his own against President Xi? Can I hear that thing of Joe Biden over the years on China? We had it the last hour, okay? Yeah, you got, all right. Yeah, press play on that, please. China is not our enemy. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. China is a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. We want to see China rise. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a they're, they're not they're competition for us. China is not our problem. We can help them with some of their problems. China is not a problem. The idea that China is going to eat our lunch is bizarre. And so, what are we what are we worried about? We talk about China as our competitor. We should be helping. Do you think, in retrospect, that you were naive about China? No. <laughs> oh man, oh man, that's bad. Classified documents all over the place. Can't we? Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. All right. Tonight, I'll have uh, General Blaine Holt on my show. Great guy. Uh, very experienced Air Force pilot. But more than that, he's gone to every school that the uh, Air Force has. they got some great schools. Um, he speaks seven languages, has uh, worked all over the world in various staff jobs, and uh, he knows what's what. And uh, his insight into this situation is... Uh, uh, but the only one as good as him is Gordon Chang. He'll also be on my show. This is a guy, and quite frankly, we should probably make uh, him the ambassador to China. <laughs> they, they, oh, they would, they would hate that. Uh, but in a way that would be very good for us. Uh, Dennis, uh, you're in Boundbrook. Hello. Yeah. Hey, Greg. Uh, Greg, I just wanted to let you know in today's news, page twenty-four headline: Memphis cop shot. The guy is now in critical condition. He was engaged with another cop. It's somebody who had started up an argument. This guy got shot by the guy. He's now in critical condition. The other cop ended up killing the guy. Who's going to come to his memorial if this cop dies? You talk about the inequities of this world. And when you think, Greg, I don't remember how many cops died trying to save people's lives at uh, 9-11 at the uh, Port Authority building. Yeah, 20, like 30, 40, 50 20, guys 20, Well, 23 cops 37 Port Authority, 343 firefighters, nearly 3,000 uh, civilians. And uh, and that number is growing, by the way, due to 9-11 related disease. Yeah, you make a great point. And actually, my pal James Rosen was at the White House the other day. He's a Newsmax White House correspondent. And he made this point. He asked, uh, you know, what's her name? Uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris, goes to the funeral of some guy. I'm sorry. We didn't know his name last week. And we've got the vice president of the United States at his funeral. All right. Again, what happened to him definitely should not have happened to him. But, I mean, we're overreacting all over again. And I would not be surprised if that cop was shot in retaliation for uh, for last week. So listen to what James Rosen said to Corrine Jean-Pierre about what you're talking about there, pal. Uh, cut 33, please. My fellow Americans. I no, no. Calls into question. How the Biden White House goes about deciding which atrocities, which tragedies merit uh, high-level attention from the president or the vice president, 
Uh, so in addition to the Nichols funeral, for example, we saw that the president called the parents of DeMar Hamlin, an injured NFL player. I checked the White House website just before coming into the briefing room today, and I see no indication that the chief executive has at any time reached out to the family of Justin McIntyre, who was the police chief in Brackenridge, Pennsylvania, who was shot to death in the line of duty, a father of four. Why not? And Corinne Jean-Pierre could not answer that question. You know, we, I won't bore you with that. It's just a bunch of gibberish. Um, but it's a great point, Dennis. It's an excellent point. I'm sorry, you say the cop is still alive? Yeah, on critical condition. Yeah, the guy's in critical. Yeah, page 24. Yeah, yeah that's, I know, I, mean, I know. That's, that's I the know. world we live in. Well, hey, yeah, what, are you going to say something else? Yeah, you were talking about uh, uh, Biden before. Uh, you know, the, the news reported it last night that Biden said, I want it shot down, and, they were, and the military overruled him. And what you're saying now is that was, again, fake news that the president himself said no. I just want to let you know that's what the way they reported it last night. Yeah, they are always. Hey, look, now they're saying, remember, it wasn't the laptop. It was it was Russia disinformation. Now the now Hunter's lawyers are suing people and trying to get them in trouble for for having Hunter's laptop. All right. So the story changes. And, you know, uh, Biden, if that is true, and I don't believe it is true, but Biden could overrule the military, could easily overrule the military. And this is something that ten, can definitely be taken out, definitely. Generally speaking, though, these guys have a way, those who make it to the top, top, top of the military, of telling the boss exactly what he wants to hear. So who the hell knows, but uh, this thing is still floating over America, and that is wrong, totally wrong. And, um, man, it's a dark time. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. There are a lot of ignorant people in Congress, but Cori Bush just might be the worst of them all. The dumbest, um, the laziest, and the silliest. Cori Bush. She's a Democrat from, I think, St. Louis. She's the one who pretended she was homeless to get, you know, I don't know. She finally got some power, right? You're a member of Congress. The first thing she does is goes out and protests in front of the Capitol pretending she's homeless. This is, I guess you can, um, you can, you can take, you can get, you can make the homeless not homeless, but you can't take the homeless out of the homeless. I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. But uh, here's what I'm talking about. Cut three, please. St. Louis and I rise in support of Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. I've been to her district. I've spoken with her constituents. We visited marginalized communities globally together. This institution is better because of her leadership and the Foreign Affairs Committee benefits from her perspective. So let's talk about what's really happening. Republicans are waging a blatantly Islamophobic and racist attack on Congresswoman Omar. And I've said it before, I will say it again. The white supremacy happening is unbelievable. (laughs) This is despicable. It is Congresswoman Omar who has been harassed at her job for simply existing as a Muslim woman in Congress. It is she who has been attacked by a member of this body, ridiculing her as a potential terrorist for simply existing as a Muslim woman in this Congress. So rather than bring an actual accountability, (laughs) any accountability to Congress, they bring this offensive resolution to the floor. This is just a bunch of racist gaslighting. We all know it. Vote no. Wow. I think the resolution was uh, condemning socialism and terrorism. And she didn't want to do that. 
because that would have been racist. I mean, she's so, oh, goodness gracious. Um, By the way, the joke that was made about Elon Omar, remember, she giggles about September 11th, 2001. You ever meet somebody who actually says, well, you know, the terrorists had a point. You ever meet somebody like that? I did once, actually, in Iraq. It didn't go so well for that person. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Uh, man, anyway, what a, what a kind of a silly sideshow, just not a serious government, except for the part that's really serious. The deep state members of Congress come and go. They don't matter really. It's, uh, it's not them. Hey, did I mention it's my daughter's birthday? Did I talk about that? It is my daughter's birthday. And actually we have one more special announcement from my birth, from my daughter on her birthday. She's three years old today. Happy birthday baby Annalise. My only wish is that uh, you be a little bit nicer to your sister, Madeline. Okay. She, she, <laughs> very tough on her. Very, uh, uh, you know, covetous of her toys. Doesn't let her have anything. Pushes her around sometimes. We've had a lot of talks about that. Okay. I really want, here she is being nice to Madeline actually. And the whole family. She's with my grandmother. Can I hear that one more time? It's beautiful. Hello, little Miss Annalise. Did you have a good time in the water? Yeah. Yeah? There's no, there's no lizards. Don't worry. Say hello to Mommy. Hello, Mommy. <laughs> hello, Daddy. Hello, Marilyn. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know what she does for me every day now? Every day she insists. She gets really panicky if uh, she doesn't get to do it or if she thinks I'm leaving without this little thing we do. Uh, she opens the door to the apartment. She runs down the hall to press the down button. And then she runs back. Sometimes she forgets to give give me a hug, but I always say, come back, where's my hug? And she comes back and she gives me a great big hug. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, did you see that little nine-year-old girl in Florida get beaten up by the, by the teenager? Oh, my goodness gracious. It happened at... Uh, Palmdale Elementary School. I couldn't believe it. My heart broke. You know, the parents, I really like these parents. They went to the school. The school wasn't giving them any, uh, they weren't addressing the problem. Finally, they went to the media. Sometimes people go to the media too soon. They exhausted everything, and they did the right thing for their children. I'm so sorry that happened. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Another unannounced visit by the wife at work. Hello, darling. The other day when I came in, I just sprung you eating this gigantic piece of cake. I was bringing you lunch. I was a bit late. I was like, wow, how bad could it be? And I come in, you're just eating this huge piece of birthday cake for lunch. And did you notice when you took the cake from me, did you notice anything about my reaction? You were subdued. You were just surrendered. You just like dropped the plate, hands up in the air. You didn't resist. But why would I have given up without a fight? Because it was your second piece? Uh, Because there was, well, that plus (laughs) there was a a lot more birthday cake down the hall. I know. It was the size of a city block. (laughs) John Castamatidis, he goes big or he goes home. I mean, he just, he doesn't know half measures. Well, huge birthday cake. Every uh, month we have a new birthday cake for anybody who has a birthday in that month. And uh, I think technically only 
people. I don't know, whatever. It's great, and I had a big hunk, and um, uh, I can't have that anymore, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, listen. I've been trying to tell you this, and your cardiologist cardiologist has been trying to tell you this for years. This is true. All right, and I'd like to, I look, we, I got to live a long time because uh, we got bills to pay and kids to raise, and we got these two beautiful kids, one of them, Annalise, born three years ago today. I've been talking a lot about her, but let's face it, the real credit on a birthday, anyone's birthday, I believe, goes to the mother. Don't you agree? No. It's a big it's a big deal that day. What do you remember about that day? Well, there are a bunch of emergency procedures before so I was gonna go into the theater because I was having a C section and every time I was about to go, the sirens went off and somebody else was you know just like more of an emergency than I was. So then I had to keep waiting. So I waited about four or five hours. But the thing with the C-section is it's over in like five minutes and you just handed this child. It's like opening an Amazon box. It's just (laughs) like, bam, and you've got this kid, you know. Uh, So Dr. Gold, right? Dr. Gold, he was awesome. It was at Lenox Hill Hospital, which I loved. And... um, yeah, but she looked at me with this fierce look in her eyes saying, this better be good. You better be good. I better be going to a great home. I better be going to a great school. I better be getting great stuff, you know. So, and, uh, yeah, I felt under she, a lot you, of pressure. You, you got all that just from the first glance. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I was just thinking of, oh, my God, I'm going to just feel this wash of love, you know, this wave of love. And it was like, no, it was like a look of this better be good, mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, well, so far it's been great. It has been great. And she's adorable and she's spoiled, but she loves every minute of it. How about you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the sleep deprivation, I got to say, is challenging. It is challenging. I thought you were going to get more emotional talking about the birthday. What makes you really emotional about the birthday? I've seen it happen before. No, just it's an incredible miracle. Like there's nothing and then there's a person. It's just incredible because pregnancy, you're just like, it's just like, oh, no. And how about our special doctor who helped make us make it happen? No, with IVF, I mean, mean, IVF, where you're there from the first cell, you know, you just see this cell and you're like, okay, the cell goes with the other cell and you put it in the Petri dish and then it goes in the freezer and you're just like, this is never going to work. And having a child (laughs) has brought you closer to your mother? Oh, my God, I thought my mom was the worst mother. And now I'm like, how does anyone know what they're doing? You can't judge mothers. It's chaos. <laughs> she was great. And she was so tough. But she's tough with my daughter, and she gets stuff done. That girl was toilet trained in three days, in three days flat, because my mom was like, you just take off the diaper, and that's it. All right. She was walking down. Yeah, medicine. let's not talk about the rest of that, okay? <laughs> I, I'm good. <laughs> All right, well... Uh, well, thank you, honey. It's been great and uh, to be continued. Okay. All right. Happy Friday, everyone. Um, anybody want to talk to my wife? Hold on a second. Let's see. Oh, uh, uh, Sandra. You know Sandra. You met yes. Sandra's on the line. Hi, Sandra. <laughs> Hi, Sandra. Oh, Judith, I'm smiling. My smile is so big listening to your story about Annalise. And, oh, I'm not. <laughs> right, Happy birthday Sa- to her. Thank you, thank Sandra. You. Hey, get to the balloon if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I wanted to tell you that um, when I saw the balloon last night, I thought of um, 
Um, oh God, what, what's it called again? The war, the the unit seven thirty one in Man, in Manchuria, they flew ceramic balloons over the United States. Luckily, we had World War Two, so they couldn't put any bacteria in those ceramic balloons. So what I'm saying is, maybe this balloon now is just trying to check out the surroundings, and we shouldn't allow it. We should have what you had when you flew in Iraq. The no zone. We should start to have that because I'm afraid the next balloon that comes our way, maybe they'll put something like a bacteria or a virus in it. And, and I'm scared, like you said earlier on your show. Yeah. Hey, you know what this could be? Uh, no pun intended. A trial balloon, right? This right. is like a trial balloon. Uh, and you know what? What an interesting story. You're right about this. Hold on a second. Let me look at this. Ceramics and balloons were used as biological bombs on Chinese civilians and prisoners of war by a Japanese chemical warfare unit, according to a Chinese museum. Oh, the Chinese are always talking trash about the Japanese, by the way, so i got to take this with a grain of salt. Uh, Many ceramic bombs and a three-meter-tall white balloon—I'm talking about the governments, by the way— are on display at the exhibition of the Hall of Evidences of Criminal Committed by Unit 731, of the Japanese Imperial Army, blah, 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 blah. Unit 731 produced 2,000 ceramic bombs from 37 to 42. On September 18, 1931, the Japanese Imperial Army blew up a section of railway near the... Anyway, our capabilities far exceed what that... Hey, that's really fascinating. I'm going to look into that a little bit more. All right, thank you, uh, Sandra, very much. Uh, my wife actually is making uh, making like she has to leave. Bye, Sandra. Bye, Judith. <laughs> Have all a right. great day. You too. All right. You're done, huh? Do you want me to stay? <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. Uh, this could be the, what's the, gonna... what's a famous husband and wife duo on? Oh, t- Jinx and Tex. Je- Tex and Jinx. And Grace, Grace, George and Gracie, I think. Yeah, maybe. George Burns and Gracie Allen, I think yeah, that maybe. was there. Yeah, I don't want that arrangement. So okay. anyway, thank you very <laughs> much. <bye>. Okay. <laughs> No, I know you got things to do. And actually, so do I. I'll be right back. I got to deal with one more thing with uh, her. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Like Friday. It doesn't feel like Friday. Maybe because of this balloon. I'm actually really concerned about this silly balloon. It's not that silly. Um, it's a really big deal. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Robert, you want to say something about the balloon? Hi, Greg. Yes. What? This is a huge threat, potentially. Christy Nome should order one of her Air National Guard fighters to go under radar, under radio silence, and take this thing out so it can be gathered by the state police. Well, unfortunately, it's over North Dakota. She's the governor of South Dakota. And I think it's pretty soon it's going to leave North Dakota. I don't know if she can do that. I don't know if well, she's allowed to do that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I want to take it out, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we can do that. I don't think it's up to her. An absolute right to protect our country. And there's nothing Biden or any of his administration can do about it if one of these governors does get this aircraft secure it and analyze it you'll have to sue that's an interesting that's an interesting actually uh, that's kind of interesting i mean look the national guard is the national guard all right they they 
the military component of the National Guard does not, it has to be authorized by the National Command Authority. I mean, we do have rules, we do have laws, we got all that stuff. I mean, in an emergency, yes, but still. Uh, I like Christy Nome. In fact, I was thinking about her today. She gave me a cowboy hat uh, as a gift, actually. Uh, I don't know. That would be a bad move by Christy Nome. It'd be a bad, bad move. She's not going to do that. But anyway, interesting thought. Uh, let's try uh, Leo. Hello, Leo. Oh, Greg Sandra actually had uh, stolen the subject. I was talking about the balloon. Uh, I'm suspicious there could be some dispenser on, in the balloon which uh, would be dropping some, you know, chemicals, some powder. Do you remember about a year or two years ago there was uh, reports of all of a sudden hundreds of cows was dropping dead and nobody knew why? It could be, it don't need to be necessarily aimed against uh, people, you know. Uh, I don't remember the cows dropping dead, although they did in the movie called Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Anybody see that movie with Richard Dreyfuss and they faked it all to freak everybody out? Uh, I don't mean to make light of it, pal. I just don't know. I, 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 you never know. But look, it's probably the Chinese just having fun with us, quite frankly. Uh, but it could be a trial balloon for something much more serious. Thank you, Leo. Some other folks have been on full forever. Jim. Yeah, Jim. Hi there. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. One word. Treasonous. Starting with the Clintons, Obama, and now their puppet, Biden. This balloon is a trial. They're feeling this out. Uh, the more Biden falls apart and, and all this stuff with the documents, stuff like that, I think they're going to accelerate what they're going to do while he's in, he's in office to see how far they can go. Yeah, he's looking weaker and weaker and weaker. Why not, right? Why not? I think I think this is Obama. Obama. This is Obama's wish list that he's pushing through from the open borders, all the equity, diversity, racism. All, this is his wish list that he gets to blame on Biden, yet, yet tell him to do through Susan Rice. So, yeah. Do you remember Do you remember when Obama, there was this controversy, he said he wouldn't wear a flag lapel pin? He really thinks that, uh, you know, patriotism pride in uh, nationhood and all that stuff is corny and cornball and not sophisticated. So I do think I agree with you. He's a total globalist and he thinks our little, uh, you know, concern about our borders, that it's all parochial and small where he's just, you know, this big globalist, you know, ideals, man, ideal uh, ideas, man. Anyway, tell me more. Well, he, he was also educated in radical madrasas in Indonesia. He went to school in Indonesia in a radical madrasa, one of his radical Muslim fathers. You know, he hated his, his, his white grandmother who picked up the pieces from his, you know, from his mother. You know, his mother, his, his white grandmother basically raised him. He's a student of Saul Lewinsky who dedicated all the radicals to Satan. So was Hillary Clinton. Yeah, uh, you're right about, you know, you're right about the madrasa. People say, oh, no, 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 how can you? Uh, it's true. As a matter of fact, it's in his book. It's in his book, uh, Dreams from My Father. He talks about going to that school. And uh, people wonder why we say he's a secret Muslim. Not that I say it, but people have said it. And, uh, well, he said it out loud. Can I play that one more time? And, by the way, you can be Muslim all you want. It's just that uh, you got to be upfront about everything when you're running for president. And I don't think he was. Where is this here again? Uh, cut 21. What I was suggesting, you're absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith, and you're absolutely right that that has not Christian come. Faith. Uh, my, my Christian faith. 
Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is he has his connections, that I'm, right. that I'm, that I'm uh, a Muslim. Yeah, Jim, that's totally weird. Hey, you're the guy up near Binghamton. Uh, is the number five restaurant still open up there? No, no. Oh, number five. I'm not sure. I, I'm always working. I'm on the road right now. I drive tractor trailer. We have a small farm there. We have a restaurant that's not open yet. You drive a tractor trailer. Where are you? I, right now, I'm between Binghamton and Elmira. I got to pick up a load All on right. Lumber. I thought you were like in Nebraska. I mean, you know, I mean, the number five is right there in uh, the heart of Binghamton. Um, but anyway, well, anyway, look, safe driving. You got to pick up a load of lumber, huh? Going to the port. I bring lumber from upstate New York down to the port in New Jersey every day. Every day you make that trip? Every day. Pays well. Good for you. All right, Jim. Thank you very, very much. Safe driving. Uh, call back, actually. I got more questions for you about that uh, about that commute, about that uh, about that trip. All right. Sorry. I do have to get through these because uh, there is uh, one other. Uh, uh, shoot. Where is he? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Tom. Tom, you're on the line. What's up, man? You're the guy who wants to say something. Where are you from? Hey, I'm glad to talk to you. Listen, I got so much I want to talk about. But what I want to tell you is I had direct. They canceled your show on News off Newsmax. They're right. Took it off. The uh, Samsung TV, if you have a newer model Samsung, you can watch Newsmax on it. But last night, Samsung, went on, your show went on for five minutes. They blacked it out that I was having computer problems, uh, but every other computer in my house was working. My phone, my laptop, everything. But your, your, member, your fans can watch your show, Newsmax, pick up the Newsmax channel on the newer model Samsung televisions. Except for last night, though, right? Five minutes in, you say it went away? Correct. For uh, The only thing that I lost was the sh- Samsung signal on the TV, every other set of my was having connection problems with the Internet, and everything else was on. I had the, the desktop on your show. I was watching it online. It's unbelievable. Also, the Memphis thing you're going to find out, there's a lot more to it. What Read you, the Tennessee Star News. Uh, are, you t- are you talking about the, the rumor that the victim was fooling around with one of the cop's wives? Got it. Yep, Tennessee Star News is following that close. They're the only ones talking about it. Well, listen, I will say, you know what? I mean, look, obviously this guy, (laughs) under any circumstances, you don't treat a human being like that. However, and you know and I know uh, that there's no racism involved, even though the left keeps saying it. But if that turns out to be the case, we have no evidence. I have no evidence at this point. I, I have none, zero. But I have heard the rumor. What's this Tennessee Star thing you're talking about? Tennessee Star News, Michael Patrick Leahy, he's the uh, editor of it. Has he already written it? Has he already written that, or is he uh, warming up, or what? He's got reporters and everything. There's stations in Memphis following this thing. I I know, but have they published that yet? I have not seen that published. I have not seen everybody's chattering about it on Twitter, but I haven't seen it. Did he go with that story? Well, he uh, led me to believe this morning the interview I've seen that they did. but uh, All right, I'll check it out. Tom, I appreciate it so much, man. Thanks uh, for the tip also about Samsung. I will let uh, – I should let my boss know about that. Um, and let's go to the Tennessee Star, thanks to our friend here. Uh, did we check in with Robert yet as we do that? Robert Robert in Suffolk County, is he still there? All right. How about uh, Barbara? Hey, Barbara. Hey. Hi, Greg. 
I, I am incensed about this supposed weather balloon. My husband worked in the defense industry his whole career, and he was um, tasked with anti-submarine warfare, ship-to-shore bombardment, also missile tracking and weather balloon tracking. And if my husband were alive today, he would be incensed. He would know that that balloon is a very real threat in so many ways. And don't let our military tell us that they know what's in that. They don't. When we develop things in the defense industry, the the Air Force, the Navy, they come to these companies and they say, this has never been done. We want you to invent equipment that does A, B, and C. And that's the highest security. And do we think that the Chinese don't have high security on what they do? This is an outrageous betrayal of our security. Totally. Uh, Barbara, wow. Barbara, you got it all covered. And your husband, I'm sorry, but he's no longer with us, right? No, he's not. He's not. But in spirit, he is. And I learned many things from him, as did my children. And he was so proud of the work they did in the defense industry. And he didn't tell me too much about it because he couldn't. He had a high-level security clearance. But his habits and his work ethic were phenomenal, as was that of the engineers he worked with. We need more of that today. And we need a president who knows what it is to defend our nation. We don't know what's up there. Someone said, could there be germs being released? Could there be, there could be anything. We have no idea. At, at the worst, what would, what would China do if our balloon were there? They would take it down and they would look at it and they would disassemble it and they would find all our technology. We're not doing anything. And could this be a threat to our electromagnetic fields also? It could be all those things. It could be. A, did your husband work at Grumman? Uh, no, no. He worked in the other big um, Sperry. Oh, Sperry. Was- sure, sure. Uh, well, what a what a great guy. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm as concerned. It's really crazy. What a weird time. A lot of things seem to be coming together and a lot of things are kind of being exposed, though, aren't they? Huh? They are. They are. And this could be, though, the. Um, the, the worst yet, because we don't know. We don't know what that balloon is doing up there. We don't know what's in that equipment. We don't know what it's capable of. That is a clear and present danger. Yeah, this is a country. clear and present danger, not MAGA. I got to be right about that. Barbara, you're the best in the world. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I got to wrap it up. I got to go across the street to Newsmax. I will say this. Uh, our friend Tom down in Gainesville was right. The Tennessee Star, well, they're not quite, they're reporting that there are rumors and those rumors are being investigated. Memphis official, investigators are looking into rumors of Tyree Nichols' relationship with former police officer's wife. Investigators are looking into a rumored connection uh, between the one. Uh, the revelation comes after a Memphis Police Department spokeswoman told the Tennessee Star that there was no evidence to support the rumors, uh, but they are looking into it. Shelby County District Attorney's Office, uh, they are investigating the rumors. Um, there are apparently photos of Nickel. Ooh, gosh, this could get really ugly. But we already knew it. And if this is true, we know it even more. This is not racism. This is not white supremacy. All right? Give me a break. Thank you all. Have a great weekend. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 10. Buy the book, please.